0: Hello and welcome to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast series where we create educational and impactful content, where we take a deep dive into the work and contributions of the world's best thinkers. My aim is to build an online community of young African brothers and sisters who wants to shake things up. This podcast is all about inspiring you to become the best version of yourself, providing you with the tools and knowledge on how to get there. Over here, we believe in the power of community, living life filled with purpose and being led by curiosity. So please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation by following me on my socials and in my show notes. My name is Anita Chaha and this is Inspired. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Inspired Podcast with your host, Anita Jaha. And in today's episode, I want to delve into the fear of getting started. You can already tell it's going to be a juicy one. I want to talk about why adopting micro habits as a more sustainable way of building new habits. And I also want to dive into some of the really good research I came across while researching this topic. Now, when I talk about the fear of getting started, I'm not referring to the phobias, the neophobia, dun, dun phobia, which is usually described as the irrational fear of anything new, especially if it's a persistent and abnormal fear. I'm referring to our tendency to want to be perfect chasing perfectionism the all-or-nothing mentality that keeps us stuck um, fear is not a part of the process there are many creators who have been chanting from the mountaintops on how you need to overcome the fear of um, failing and in order to push yourself forward and today as a creator i'm also here to remind you as to why Right. So like many of my episodes and topics, <laughs> many of my episode and topics, guys, the way I choose them, I feel like sometimes I choose them to remind myself of these concepts as well, because I'm also not perfect and I tend to, you know, fall into bad coping mechanisms. And especially this one, I feel like I'll be calling myself out throughout this episode. But you know what? Let's get into it. There's some juicy um, research that I really want to tackle today. So let's get it. I think when dealing with anything new in our lives, there's an initial fear, right? There's that resistance, whether it's starting an art project, career progression. It's quite hard to jump into something new when you're not exactly sure what you're doing. You're not sure on how to achieve it and how to measure what you have achieved or not, right? A a blank page, a blank canvas, a blank slate can be very daunting. We fear failing and that is understandable, (laughs) same girl, but failure is a part of the process. We learn from our mistakes. I think wanting to be perfect in everything that you do is robbing you of all of the good lessons that you could be getting from the process, right? But I get it. Failing sucks. But I think that we fear more of what other people will say than fear itself. I'm not sure if I'm making sense. So we don't fear failure. We fear other people seeing us fail we fear other people's comments on us seeing us fail but how do we ensure that we set ourselves up for the best outcomes and for me that's habit building solidifying good habits into our routine embedding habits sustainably to ensure long-lasting results which brings me to my first point of today's episode which is embracing micro habits. When I think of micro habits, I think of them as the easiest way to keep the promises you make yourself. Truly, guys, the easiest way. I believe it's much more realistic. It's much more sustainable. It's a much more sustainable way of introducing new habits into your system or in your way of living. Micro habits are tiny daily tasks that will ensure that you meet your ultimate goal. They are the only guaranteed way, in my opinion, to ensure long lasting change emphasis on long lasting and I'll be honest with you guys the only way that I'm able to achieve what I have achieved so far this year was through making it easy for myself to succeed I am one I'm a babe who likes to work smarter and not harder so if if I have to do something honey I'm going to make it as easy as possible for me to meet my goals that means daily micro habits that compound ultimately towards a goal For example, so this year in the beginning of the year, I was doing a professional certificate. I started the certificate, I'd say November. So you can imagine. Through December, groove. I was doing this professional certificate, right? So, the certificate itself is a six month course that I managed to complete in three months, which I'm not really happy about that because I really wanted to finish it in two months, but I finished it in three months. I did so by making sure that every morning before I start my nine to five, I do a bit of coursework. So, I wake up most every day, 6 a.m., and I have about three hours to myself before I start working. I adopted this from a YouTuber, actually, that I used to watch way back. She, She usually would wake up every single morning and make sure to work for herself before she works for someone else. And that's a philosophy that has stuck with me and that I fully sort of adopted and embraced in my life. And it has worked. It has worked. I don't know, man. It's just there's an intentionality there as soon as you start your day. Yes, some mornings are, are challenging because those who know me, you guys know I'm not a morning person. It, it really doesn't come easy at all. I literally have to fight myself every morning. So some mornings, it's not 6 a.m. on the dot. Some mornings, it's 6.30. 6 some mornings, it's 7.15. And even if I've woken up late, I don't get to have that full time to myself for whatever reason, it's still to me a successful morning regardless because I showed up. Some days my 100% looks like 30% and that's okay because that's the best that I can do and what is important is that I showed up. I feel like it eliminates the all or nothing type of thinking which is another trap. You know, I feel like as ambitious people, we often want to do things a certain way. We want to do it perfectly and perfectly on the first try. I'm also guilty of this. But the reality is that the all or nothing mentality is the main reason why some of us never see ourselves through the other side. And speaking of the all or nothing mentality, let's actually talk about the dangers of having this way of thinking, because it honestly hinders you from making the progress to your goals or in any level or in anything that you want to achieve. So the all or nothing type of thinking refers to thinking in extremes. You are either on the extreme sides of the spectrum, right? You are either a success or a failure. There's no in-between and there are no gray areas. It is where you view yourself as either good or bad. If you're not perfect, then you're a disaster. I like how this article phrased it. It says, this binary way of thinking does not account for shades of gray and can be responsible for a great deal of negative evaluation of yourself and of others this ladies and gentlemen is what we call cognitive distortions. Apparently there are many other forms or kinds of cognitive distortions but the all or nothing type of thinking is one of the most common. The Harvard Hull Publishing published an article on cognitive distortions. They defined it as the internal mental filters or or biases that increase our misery fuel our anxiety and make us feel bad about ourselves our brains are constantly processing lots of information to deal with this our brains seek shortcuts to cut down our mental burden so what does this mean this means that this way of thinking is actually disruptive destructive rather than helpful and can keep you in that negative loop here's an example of an all or nothing type of thinking Say you're at a job interview and toward the end of the interview, you somehow get caught off guard by a question. You become nervous and stumble your way through answering it. So you do not answer it to your best of your ability, which is understandable because you're nervous, right? If you have the all or nothing type of thinking, you are likely to disregard the first half of the interview or at least 95% of the interview. You'll pay no mind to how you did well, call out 95% and zoom in and narrow in your attention to how stupid you are, how dumb you are, how horrible you are and how horrible the interview went. Sound familiar? (laughs) This cognitive distortion is very unreasonable, as you can tell, in expectation because it accepts no outcome lower than your entire 100%. So be careful of how you handle your emotion and be very and especially careful of how you speak to yourself because this can lead to low self-esteem and confidence issues. That was self-inflicted, girl. You know, arising from the fact that you judge yourself too harshly. And one thing about me, I am an advocate for micro habits, truly, because it is sim- it's, it's simplistic in its design, and it doesn't take much effort executing it in your day-to-day, right? Let's say your goal is to drink more water. You want to drink more water? Okay, cool. Then commit to drinking just one extra glass of water a day. Simple. Instead of buying... Guys, have you seen those big, humongous bottles? The one that Ah, those jugs, man. The one that even has... Like, have the times. 9 a.m., 10 10 a.m., you know the whole day i just feel like for somebody who's trying to intake water it, okay yes it might work for some but i just feel like if you want a person who is really good at taking your water that actually can make you feel horrible about yourself because you're going to look at that jug and you're going to feel an, 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 an overwhelm because it's not it's not your norm instead of taking small manageable steps you know to sort of build yourself up in a bit right another example let's say if you want to quit alcohol So you're going to wean yourself off slightly. If you drink 12 savannas, next time you drink 11 savannas. You know, (laughs) do you guys know that TikTok? If you can't tell guys, I'm in a very giddy, very giddy, very playful mood today. But I I hope you bear with me. If you drink 12 savannas, the next time drink 11 savannas, you know, just make small manageable milestones towards your goal. Um, I think for me, embedding small micro habits per day, nullifies this notion of being perfect every time you show up for something and it eases the pressure of allowing yourself to be kinder to yourself. My second point is to identify the root of your fear. As I always say, you have to know where you are currently in order for you to move forward right? Simple rule that applies to all aspects of your life. And this time is no different as well. You need to sit down with yourself and understand where this fear comes from. Psychotherapist Kristen Martinez said, if you can come to a place of understanding as to why you have these fears in the first place, you can play the role of scientist. Through this lens, you are able to see with detached curiosity, rather, your fears and how they cause a reaction in you. I came across a study while conducting today's research. Well, it wasn't really a study specific to tackling your fears or today's topics. It was rather geared to, you know, um, anxiety and fear, right? The study is titled, oh, it has a long title. The study is titled, Reactivation of Recall-Induced Neurons Contributes to Remote Fear, Memory, Attention. So here's what the researchers did. They put mice in a small box and gave them mild shocks and then took them out. Over time, the researchers returned the mice to the box but didn't administer the shocks as they did before. Now, initially, the mice froze because obviously they were anticipating the shocks. But with repeated exposure to the box and no additional shocks, they eventually relaxed. This experiment showed them that human beings with repeated exposure to an event that creates trauma can help the anxiety subside. So, for example, the treatment of fear of flying is often exposure therapy that involves slowly and repeatedly being exposed to the object that is feared in a controlled environment, though. So, if you have the fear of failing, the only way to overcome that fear is to fail. I always say this, if, if you want to be good at something, you have to be bad at it first. And there you have it, folks. We have reached the end of today's podcast. I know venturing into new territory, trying out something new can be daunting because the possibility of failing is always high. And it's almost guaranteed that you're going to fail on the first try, which is scary and understandable. So... Even through your fear, personal growth, remember this, that even through your fear, personal growth requires one to step out of your comfort zone by confronting these fears in order to reach your dreams. Again, remember, this is not a me thing. This is an us thing. So please feel free to reach out to me via emails or any of my socials and let me know what you want me to talk about next. See you next week.